Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Why It Matters. Let's talk about this skill for running a business. And it's really about proper organization and management of financial matters. Probably one of the most important ones, right? So without preparation and planning, you might end up watching your business fail due to, say, a lack of funds or confusion with expenses. Well, this should not be happening to a business. Business leaders need to take the time to learn what it takes to handle financial matters properly. Our next guest in his previous role saw financial housekeeping as a clear problem for SMEs in Singapore. In fact, he noticed that many did not have the right tools to track how much money they were spending. And believe it or not, there are still businesses out there who record their spending date via pen and paper. And well, that leads to a clear lack of visibility when it comes to data, right? And it's going to make it hard for them, rather, when it comes to getting business loans, for example. So why is financial housekeeping for a business? Business often overlooked, and how can a platform like Spendmo help businesses do it right? On the line with me is Mahandas Kalashelvan, who is the CEO and founder of Spendmo. Good morning. Good morning, Elliot. How are you doing? Very good, sir. So your platform is an integrated spend management platform providing services that include, but not limited to card-based payment instruments, fund transfers, expense reimbursements, invoice payments, and other business activities. I read the brochure. (laughs) Um, What are some of the common things that companies would ask you when you try and pitch this platform to them? I bet they say, you know, how's this going to help me? Exactly. I think, you know, like in the early days of like financial service evolution, right? I think people tend to forget that if they've done something a similar way for the last 20 years, you know, they're pretty resistant to change. So I think a lot of the companies that we pitch to, they need to understand the value of what we bring, right? Which is the comfort, control and visibility of how, when and why money is leaving the company. So I think the easiest pitch for us has been to understand and give visibility on, hey, you need to know where money is going now, especially in this macro environment. Because if you don't have a handle on your finances, you know, your business is not going to go anywhere. Right. I understand you also at the Boston Consulting Group and you're also a lead for Grab's regional corporate strategy. That must have played a part in you setting up this business. Definitely. You know, like when I was at BCG as a consultant, I worked a lot on the financial services side. That's when I kind of realized that I like to work on the fintech side of things. And then eventually, you know, I always had a dream of building my own startup, but also kind of knew that jumping from a consulting gig directly into like a spend more day one would have just been too much of a big move. So I decided to go to Grab to like learn how to build a big company, talk to other people who build big businesses. And eventually a lot of my time at Grab eventually led me to build what I built at Spendmo today with the rest of the team. If you can't think about the Grab platform, there's a lot of merchants on the platform, right, who do have needs that we are trying to serve today. A lot of the pain points that Grab wasn't able to solve because they're just building a different business, we were able to solve on the software side. Okay, yeah, I would imagine Grab is a perfect example, sort of observation, case-based type of thing. Your observation of the account payable scene here in the region, you were saying that there were gaps that you're able to fill. Tell us more. You know, if you kind of think broadly about software evolution, this is the decade that software for the CFO stack is being built, right? So for finance teams and CFOs, I think the last 10 to 20 years, it's very clear that software has been being built for like CMOs, CROs, and CTOs. If you kind of look at the CFO stack evolution, the first thing that was kind of built was accounting software, right? So accounting kind of moved from pen and paper into the cloud. And in the next step is kind of thinking about accounts receivables, right? Where there's been software that's been built for companies to receive money from their customers. 
And then the next stage of evolution is companies like Spendmo, right, where we help companies process money out of the company. So we're kind of just playing the natural state of evolution and we kind of look at the AP space in Southeast Asia. Nobody's building what we're building mm. because it's still very early in the journey. Accounting is here, AR receivables is here, AP is not here yet, and we're just building the foundation over the last three years. Okay. When you say we're just building the foundation over the last three years, does that mean that we are behind in some sense? I think so. I think like, you know, the U.S. has kind of set the path, right? So oh. if you kind of you look at U.S. and Europe, they do have like software like this that's been kind of built over the last five to ten years. So still early. The way it kind of works is that you need this other two blocks and foundations of accounting software and AR in the cloud for your AP to be in the cloud as well, mm. right? So it's a natural stage of evolution. If you go to a company that doesn't have cloud accounting, it's not super useful to have spend more yet, right? Because, you know, you're only solving one part of the issue. Your accounting should be in the cloud first before you kind of think about automating and digitizing your AR and your AP. Right. Okay. You've got to have the data there first before you can look into everything else. Now, we That's talked right. about how financial housekeeping and if we use SMEs here in Singapore, that seems to be a bit of an issue. Of course, you still have those using pen and paper. I think I've seen those for <laughs> myself. But let's dive into these problems. What have you observed? Yeah, honestly, like pen and paper, I think is like less so, but a lot of companies do use Excel sheets, right? Yeah. And the problem with Excel sheets is that it's not real-time data. You know, you need to have a team, you need to have an admin assistant, a finance team that's manually kind of inputting all this data. And I think in this time, you know, where manpower is a bit of a crunch and, you know, the macro environment is not doing so well, you just need real-time visibility of how much money and what your cash flow is, right? And that's where Spendwell comes to help you, right? The ability to track every single dollar that goes out of your company in real time without having a big team having to track it. Mm. And everyone out there who looks forward to that part-time data entry job is now upset with you. <laughs> I think the way we kind of think about it is that you're basically adding value to the finance mm. team, right? So, mm. you know, mm. like we think about what we do as more of the manual lower value add of like data collection, AP management, right? That finance teams are really struggling today to do because we think that they should be doing much higher value added stuff. You know, like data entry, manual bill payment, copper cut, bank reconciliation. These are things that Spendwell can help with yeah. so that finance team can really focus on higher value added things like, you know, how can you help the business spend less? How can you procure better? These are things that's really hard for like software like us to do because we're not day to day on the business. Yeah. So yeah. we basically want to free up time so that finance teams can be super focused on what's really important for the business. And if you're kind of talking about smaller businesses, we're basically just freeing up time from founders and directors, right, to really focus on driving revenue for the business. And to the point earlier about those data entry jobs, right? I feel that with those, you put yourself in a situation where you're going to forget some steps here and there. Have you noticed that? For sure. You know, like, end of the day, we talked a lot of, you know, I think at this point, I've spoken to maybe about 2,000 CFOs of finance teams across the region. Okay. You get to, like, the end of the month and there's, like, certain data points missing, transactions are missing, certain invoices are not filed properly. This happens when, unfortunately, when humans are doing the job, right? So with software, you just automate all these mistakes out. And that's the plan, to free up time and to be super accurate in every single dollar going out of your company. Any, I don't know, case study or examples that you can bring up where Spendmo made visible improvements in terms of the payables process for an SME? Yeah, I think one of the things that we really help with is analytics and, you know, okay. the visibility on how much you're spending. For one of the companies, we were able to kind of figure out that they had duplicate spending for certain subscription software that they had not known before. There's multiple people in the team who are using the same software. They could have bundled together to get a much cheaper price. And that's why Spendmo comes in and says, hey, you have 10 people using the same software. Go and, like, get a bundle discount for this yeah. software instead of using it individually, right? These are things that you will not pick up individually because if you run a company with more than 10,000 transactions a month, it becomes really hard to, like, pick these things up on your own. 
Mm, I feel that could also be used in certain households where certain members are using different softwares, right? Paying their own subscription. So, okay, that's very interesting. But do you get this issue where, I mean, we're talking about spending and the company turns around and says, yeah, but why should I spend money on your software? You're asking me to spend even more money. <laughs> we do keep it very, very affordable, right? So the average cost for like a subscription that's Venmo is less than $100 a month. And the way we kind of see about adding value is that if you save more money than 100 bucks a month with us, there's value add to you, right? We free up your finance time, your finance team's time, and your founder's time as well, which tend to be very expensive. And I think people in Southeast Asia tend to underestimate how expensive time is, mm. right? So, you know, I've always kind of like followed this adage, right, which is like, you know, in U.S. and Europe, I think people pay a disproportionate amount of money to save one hour of time. And in Southeast Asia and Asia, people spend a disproportionate amount of time to save $1. And I think, you know, if you kind of think about how costly your time is, you want to use software to automate as much as you can. Yeah, actually, it makes perfect sense when you describe it that way. But I, I don't know. Have you noticed anything else in terms of why SMEs just can't seem to accept streamlining finances and payables? You know, this idea of streamlining. Is it a problem of acceptance? I mean, we just went through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We went through digitalization. Surely exactly. we would be more open by now. Yeah, honestly, I think like we benefited a lot from the pandemic in a sense because a software like Spendmo is not a discretionary spend software, right? It's much easier to pitch in the pandemic as a software that's helping you spend less, helping you save more as a company. Mm. So I think when SMBs kind of figure that out and they were thinking about like, hey, do I want to hire two more finance assistants versus getting a software that's $100 a month on average? It became quite an easy decision for them. I think now there's a lot of market education. I think the Singapore government and IMDA have done quite well as well in understanding and teaching SMEs about the importance of digitization, right? So we're just able to write that trend as well. And at the end of the day, like, it's just market education from public sector, from governments, from private enterprises like us as well. And I think a strong part of that community is really like CFO education, right? Right. Finance, CFOs and finance teams do talk to each other a lot and it's our job to make sure the message spreads. And we believe that if Venmo's doing well and the software is good and adding benefits, then you have this natural viral effect where people will go and talk to each other and say, hey, you know, I use Venmo as part of my finance software stack and it's been helping me. Mm. So we've been seeing a lot of that and we're very thankful for that as well. How capable is this software? How big can it go? Can we look at a multinational corporation? Can it go as far as even at a government level? Uh, that's a great question. You know, like so when we started Spendmo like early on, we were just focusing on tech startups, right? Like companies that were less than 20 people because you don't want to kind of like bite on fish that's just too big to catch right now. Mm. And then eventually we realized that Spendmo is really suited for like fast growing small businesses up to like medium sized businesses, right? So the average customer at Spendmo right now has like an employee size between 50 and 500. Okay. That's really the sweet spot because that's when like spend management gets complex. You can imagine if you're running like a two-man shop, you know, you know exactly what the other person is spending on, where the money is going out. But once you get to 50 people, that's when this processes break down and it becomes really hard to track. So a large part of what Spendmo does is not just the money movement out of the company, it's really the approval workflow. Because one of the things we realize that even if SMBs that have 30 people, some of them have complex processes on money movement where there needs to be seven layers of approval via email thread before something can get paid. And all these things today are really on WhatsApp threads and email threads. <laughs> and we're just, we're just trying to bring it to software so it's just very easy to see which part of the approval workflow you're basically stuck at for each transaction. Oh, anyone who has just submitted their claims can relate to you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It, you know, like is. some of the smallest companies have like the most complex approval workflow yeah. and Spendmo is able to build that software, which is like if you have a two-step process or a 10-step process, you can wire and set up this company policy engine and let the software kind of pound the people for you to submit an approval. Yeah, but you got to get rid of that legacy sort of uh, <laughs> blockade there. But looking at Southeast Asia, right? Singapore, okay, fine, lots of SMEs here. What kind of opportunities are you seeing? Any particular regions that are standing out for you right now? 
I think, you know, when we kind of look at this category, which is like spend management and, you know, accounts table automation, it's very clear that there'll be category leaders per region. Okay. Right. So the U.S. will have a winner. Europe will have a winner. And, you know, we hopefully think that spend will be the winner in Southeast Asia. I think just because that we kind of building software that has intersection with fintech as well. Mm. Right. So spend comes with corporate cards that are issued locally. You know, we have bill payments as well, which means that there's a lot of financial integrations with local banking and financial institutions. Right. Which means that there's not a product that can just go overnight into 100 countries. But well, we think that's the mode, right? Which is the fintech localization plus the software as well. Mm. So we think Southeast Asia is you know, what we're going to focus on. Mostly because companies that we go after in Singapore also tend to have like a subsidiary in Indonesia, Vietnam and Philippines that has the same problem. Mm. So we've kind of naturally expanded with our customers. So it's kind of asked us to go across the region with them as well. Actually, just to follow up on that, and just as a final question, apart from Singapore, where else in Southeast Asia is Spendmo most prominent in? Right now we're in uh, Singapore, Indonesia, and Philippines. So we started oh, three okay. years ago. We've kind of gone on average like one country per year because okay. there's a lot of localization needed. If you kind of think about Spendmo, you know, like there's localization on the FinTech side for Kardish Ring, which takes yeah, time. Yeah. And there's also like one of the unique things about Southeast Asia is that each country has its own audit accounting rules, which means that Spendmo has to spend time localizing that as well. Okay. At the end of the day, like data from Spendmo has to go in an accounting software and has to be localized. Are you looking at, uh, well, since one country per year in your fourth year, any particular country <laughs> you're eyeing? We're still looking. I think, you know, we're still doing a bit of market studies across sure. the region. And then really, I think we want to listen to our customers mm. and we'll prioritize our existing customers on where they have a businesses and we'll try to go with them as well. All right. I've been speaking with Mohandas Kalashelvan, who is the CEO and founder of Spendmo. Really appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.